powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Game Over Winnipeg. We're tuning in here after a fantastic game between the Jets and the Avalanche. A big 5-0 win for the Jets. A big shout-out from Connor Hellebuck. We're going to dive into it all right away. But before we get into that, Liz, I mentioned, uh, oh, first off, uh, I'm Brady. I'm here with uh, my co-host Liz for, uh, for Game Over Winnipeg. Um, Liz, before the game, I sent you two texts. I sent you two texts. Do you, you want me to read them to the yeah. world? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, so I want. First, 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 first. I need my first quote of the game over today to be. Are the Jets? Are the a Jets? A, are the Jets a wagon? <laughs> they might be, honestly, like they genuinely. Uh, okay, holy. I'll find the text. I have it here. You have it there? At 7.13 p.m. So puck drop probably happened right before, right after that. Jets are winning tonight. Book it. JMO goal two. I don't know. I don't want to expose. I don't know. The rest of <laughs> there it is. J- you can't see. So okay, I, I I gotta say I I I just had this feeling pregame watching the pregame ceremonies for the uh, the uh, hockey fights cancer night in Winnipeg, and I just had this feeling. I look in and I just go, Jets are winning tonight. So uh, and also Josh Morrissey will score a goal. Uh, I hopped over to uh, to Sports Interaction. I was just a couple minutes late to put in my bet for uh, Josh Morrissey scoring a goal tonight, but I put on some money on the Jets tonight. And boy, oh boy, did that hit. Uh, but hey, do you think you know which way it's going to go? Make your bet with Sports Interaction, whether it's World Cup, hockey, football, or basketball. Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to, to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all the sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head, head to sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN. That's sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN. Wow. Okay. I, pro- I promise you that that, that was not just to, for a tie-in for an ad. I did actually go and put money down on the Jets because I, I just felt it. And boy, oh boy, did they deliver tonight. Uh, it was a big test coming in against you know the reigning Stanley Cup champions, one of the hottest teams in the league. While the Jets, you know, faced a little adversity a couple games ago, but have been kind of rolling on their uh, early season success. And uh, and wow, just it comes out 5 nothing win. Um, initial thoughts on the game, Liz. Uh, what did you think? Listen, as I was taking my notes, right, I was watching the game. Um, I, I had class until early into the evening, so I hit the PVR at home and came home and was able to watch. Uh, I, I got caught up at just about the end of the second period there. but uh, um, And I was going through, and I'll be honest, I wasn't loving it. And they would score, and I was like, okay, great, sounds good. And we're going through, we're going through. But I just feel like that's also me as a person. I'm looking, I'm like, all right, what can be better? What can be better? And at the end of the game, I was like, holy Dinah, they just shut out the reigning Stanley Cup champions. Blake Wheeler got a hat trick. All four lines are rolling and, you know, the guys are playing well. The defense look good. Pionk and Schmidt, like, I feel like they had some of their better games that I've seen in the last little bit. Connor Hellebuck, a god, obviously. Cole Perfetti, <laughs> um, sleeper on the Calder. I know I haven't seen him on anything, like, because, you know, he's not quite at the level of some of the Maddie Beneers guys of the world. But, like, everyone tonight, man, it was just... I was having some issues and I was like, maybe, maybe I don't love this effort as much. They're getting no shot. They're getting no chance. Like, not sure if I'm loving this. By the end, I was like, you know what? Screw it, man. This is fun. I love this team. Maybe they're legit. Brady and I recorded our own podcast yesterday. We have our own show and we're talking about all the teams. And I was like, I feel like this Jets team might be a little bit fraudulent. I don't know. 
I give up, man. I'm done. I'm in. <laughs> I, I'm all in. I, I'm in. It's okay. It, it really, we really have to ask the question. Like I, and this is, and this is something actually Dave Smith brought up in, in our chat. Uh, can we safely conclude that Maurice and Huddy coached the offense out of 44 for seven years? I think we might be able to, you know what? I actually don't think he coached the offense out of them. I think he just didn't coach. I think he just was a guy. He was just a guy who showed up. Uh, and d- don't look over on like Florida Panthers subreddits right now. They're already on their, their fire Paul Maurice uh, grind. So that's hilarious. Um, but yeah, looking at this game, uh, I thought, you know, the Jets definitely did get um, out outshot, obviously outchanced. Um, but looking at like the XG numbers and stuff like that, it actually seemed like it was pretty even in regards to uh, to the Jets actually played pretty decently. They counterattacked really well tonight, I thought. Um and while they did get hemmed in their zone a couple times, I mean, that's going to happen when you're playing against Kale McCarr, um, Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, and and the likes of everyone on on the the Avalanche. Literally um, just the Colorado Avalanche existing. Yeah. And and also that's going to happen in a game where you get off to an early lead. Obviously, you know, I thought the Jets continued to push going late into the game, which is which is good. And that's that's really uh, great to see. Um but uh, but yeah, like you can you can definitely sum up the the, the shot disparity to uh, one team had a lead and was just trying to make sure that they held on to that lead, uh, and another team pushing as hard as they can to try and get one past uh, the best goalie in the league, Connor Hellebuck. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, and that's the thing though is like that makes sense, and that's a pretty typical trajectory for a game to go in when you have a team that's you know down and you know obviously in theory the better team, right? Like they're they're gonna keep pushing, they're gonna keep going and. But the Jets gave them nothing, man. Like their PK was really good against the, yeah. one of the best power plays in the league. Like they were giving them nothing. Like there, it was it was good in that capacity, especially near the end when the pressure was on. The, the Jets really stepped up to the plate for that. Absolutely, and I th- I think we do have to give our props over to uh, to Scotty Arneal. I know that was a, a controversial hire in the uh, in the off season, but um, he's really come in here and and really shaped up the PK this year. I mean, it's one of one of if not the best uh, PKs in the league. Um, and, and it, they showed it tonight, like uh, against a team with, again, the, the best power play, uh, percentage wise in the league, uh, coming into this game. No, absolutely. Yeah. There was some, when I was watching it, right. Like, I feel like they move as a unit pretty well. There are a couple of times where I was like, oh, I feel like these guys are collapsing a little bit too much. And you obviously don't want to do that against the likes of the Colorado avalanche when, you know, you have shooting threats from all five spaces when you have that team out there, right, and stuff like that. But I just feel like there was so much good that went on and they were quick on the pucks. And then when they were able to get a little bit of possession, they were able to kind of maintain it a little bit, buy some time and all that kind of stuff. Like, I thought their penalty killing was quite good tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think one of the things we, um, like, looking at, at that that PK lineup, like, I thought Saku Manalainen played great on the PK. He um, there, was, there was one... Mm-hmm. P- the avalanche at uh like the rest of the nice Ooh, i think my audio cut out there it's so nice um to see the jets actually succeeding yeah no absolutely like and, and it's nice and i see <laughs> kishore's in the chat it's just, this game reinforces how bad maurice was a coach for the jets and listen i I'm not the kind of person who always likes to attribute everything to one person. Like, you know, people are like, oh, bonus is saving them. Maurice is what ruined them, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I would buy into it occasionally, you know. I, sometimes it is what it is. But, like, you can't help but think that 
there's something, you know, bigger going on with this whole team as a collective. Like, I don't know if it's necessarily that or if there's something else that's bringing them together as a unit. I don't know. But there's something very special going on with this team. And you know, they're playing good hockey and they're winning the games when they need to win. Like, it's fantastic. Um, My audio keeps cutting out. I'm so sorry, everyone. Well, I mean, if you want me to monologue, I'll monologue. Please, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit about my jersey of the day. Okay, how, how about that? First... Sorry, yeah, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, you know, when we first started these game overs, I was like, you know what? I'm very fortunate. We have lots of nice jerseys in my house. You know, all, everyone in my family is Jets fans. We like to get them for each other as gifts and whatnot. And I was like, you know, every game I'm going to come bring down a jersey, someone that I think deserves a little special showcase tonight. I don't think I'm ever going to take this Josh Morrissey jersey off this wall. Honest to God. Like, I don't know what has been up with this dude lately. And there's just so much going on last game. I remember I was talking to Murat after the show on Game Over. And I was like, yeah, like, Josh Morrissey had a quieter game, like, in a very good way, though. Look at the game sheet afterwards, like, three points. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, this man leading the Jets in scoring. He just looks so good, so poised, so calm and collected out there. And it's just, like, the offensive pressure that he's able to create is just, oh, chef's kiss. So good. I... I'm obsessed with Josh Morrissey. I'm so happy for him. I think that's like the biggest thing. It's like you always want your players to do well, but I want this player to do well. So specifically, like I just I'm obsessed for sure. Um, I think I think I got my audio figured out. Hopefully, uh, let me know if it, if it messes up again. Um, yeah, he he's been a monster this season and absolutely so important to the Jets success. Um, and like it, he's just owning play from the back end. Like it's it's so nice to see that he's, you know, Jeez, uh, I don't know what's going on. It really turned into the player that uh, that we we think he w- he was, um, and yeah, I mean, I to to move on from Josh Morrissey, we have to talk about Blake Wheeler as well as the top line and that chemistry. Um, Hat trick for Blake Wheeler. What like my biggest thing uh, before I throw to you, I just have to say on that top line. Oh my God, Cole Perfetti fits in so perfectly like a glove with those guys. If you know. As much as I, I dream about seeing uh, that line with Nikolai Ehlers instead of Blake Wheeler, if if that line is effective and can stay effective completely, that allows you the opportunity to put Nick Ehlers on, say, the the second line where, uh, again, they're kind of doing uh, a bit of showcasing and a bit of tryouts for who can fit on that line as a winger. We'll talk about Morgan Barron uh, a little bit later on, but... Um, but oh my god, like it, it's you you just see the chemistry that has kind of already existed with um with Blake Wheeler and Mark Shifley. And then you just you plug in Cole Perfetti there. And I think Cole Perfetti is is a guy we've always talked about his vision and how he's able to see plays developing before they happen. And playing with both Mark Shifley and and Blake Wheeler right now, like he's just fitting perfectly into uh uh, uh, a top line that is completely able to just dominate and hold possession and uh, in, in the offensive zone and create some gorgeous tic-tac-toe plays. Both goals tonight, uh, t- the two goals that were assisted by Perfetti, um, the one, you know the ones I'm talking about. He might have had another assist, but um, the, the two that I'm, I'm talking about are both fantastically great plays where uh, Shifley gets the puck initially, makes a really beautiful pass over to uh, Perfetti in a spot where most players would shoot the puck. And Perfetti has the vision to see Blake Wheeler coming in into the zone and and immediately taking that shot or, or passing it over him to give him uh, a wide open, easy tap. Like that might have been Blake Wheeler's easiest hat trick he scored in his entire life. 
um, because everything was just put on a platter for him by by uh, by Cole Perfetti. Um, I'm just astounded by that line right now. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll read you my notes um, from that sequence of the game. NZ play still rough. PLD is a god. Tbh. Lol. Why is Dylan <laughs> at the top of the DZ? Lmao. Fetz is good at finding space. Stop. Are you effing kidding me? Cole, stop, stop, stop. That was at the <laughs> at that second. I was writing it down because, you know, he was going, um, he was going through the um with all the, you know, all the passes and whatever. It was just so good. And then all of a sudden that sequence happens. He passes it to Wheeler. It's like, oh my gosh, this is fantastic. It was amazing. And I was saying last game, I had a tweet and I was like, I can't remember exactly what it says, but basically I was like, I was going to talk about how Blake Wheeler isn't fitting on this line, but I guess I'm stupid. Um, I guess a joke, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, and because it was kind of true. I was not loving that line as much as everyone else was like, because I, I was finding that Blake Wheeler still just wasn't quite at this pace that I thought that Cole Perfetti and Mark Scheifler were at. And I just feel like, you know, and even tonight I was feeling a little bit of that and, you know, kind of thing. But it's the same thing. By the end of the game, you're like, dude, got a hat trick. Who, who cares, man? Like, I don't care. If he's going to keep putting pucks in the back of the net. He's going to look like that play them wherever they want. That line looks great. I guess I was wrong. I'm happy to be wrong when it means my players are scoring and playing well. And like you said, when Ehlers comes back, maybe that's the line that doesn't get split up. Maybe he goes and he joins Cal Connor and and Pierre Luc Dubois, and all of a sudden, what kind of top six are you running? Like, that's fantastic. That's, and so That's I, a pretty good top six. <laughs> no, like, I, yeah, it's, it's crazy. So I'm more than happy with that, and it's the same kind of thing. I looked at Blake Wheeler's game logs from the last couple of games, and, um, He's been playing like average, I would say probably about 18 minutes or so. And that's perfect for me. I could still even see him playing a little bit less, but if he's going to be playing with Mark Scheifele, you can't have Mark Scheifele playing, you know, 16 minutes a night or whatever. But that usage piece is so big and putting him with the right guys to find success is exactly what Blake Wheeler needs because he can't carry a line on his own anymore. And this is all I want for him. I want him to do well. He, what is he now? The franchise leader in, in games, games, points, games played, some point, games point, I think he also points too. Amazing. Fantastic. So happy for him. Jeff for life. Um, even though he played on other teams before, but yeah. And then also like, who cares? Who cares? Another thing I wanted to point out in, in Perfetti's favor, um, the goal that got called back, that also does not, that goal does not go in. If Perfetti doesn't stick with that play, he broke into the zone initially and had a really nice shot on net. Um, and then with that had a nice play where he kicked the puck back up to himself and kept with the puck in order to go back around the zone uh into the into the corner and then he passes it up to i believe it was Sandberg who puts the puck on and then of course we get the uh the fantastic really the real, the, the the super duper easy tap in by uh by Shifley. of course it gets called back uh on on goalie interference which i honestly thought was the right call uh he does yeah. It was. Wheeler gets bumped in, definitely, but um, I th I think the big issue is that he kind of hooked around uh, Georgiev's uh, stick, and that kind of spun him out. So I think that was the right call, but it, it is tough to see, and it's really frustrating, especially uh, with the recency bias with the whole uh, helmet thing. Um, oh, of course. <laughs> with with uh, with Heli. So um, so yeah. So that was a little frustrating, but understandable. Um, I got to shout out Kishore in the chat before you keep going. He says, can we get some love for a CSW appearance in the last life goal throwback? It was so funny. Yeah. He scores that goal, right? My family, <laughs> we're freaking out. We're happy. And I made a tweet like, man, the, the Jets score. And I watched and I'm like, okay, what happened there? And I realized like a couple of minutes after once I've written stuff down, I'm like, wow, I didn't even smile at that. Like, I'm kind of just like whatever at this point. But for that one, the fists were up in the air. I was real happy for him. My mom's like, oh man, like that line's just going. And I watched and I was like, that's, that's not that line. Kyle Carter's <laughs> on the ice. It's like, what's going on? But yeah. yeah. Oh man, you know what? 
I, I love it. I'll take it at this point. Like, we're having a good time. And also, shout out Mike. He says, death taxes, Connor Hellbuck masterpieces. Yep, so absolutely. True, death taxes, CSW, and uh, and Connor Hellbuck shoutouts. Um, yeah, incredible. And then, yeah, as we kind of alluded to, to uh, earlier as well, uh, I thought the peak, like both the PK and uh, and the power play, like special teams was fantastic for the Jets tonight. Um, the it was a really nice, like the the first goal that Wheeler scores there is exactly what we need from uh, from this power play. One thing I, I really like the way that um, the power play was kind of restructured, uh, at least on this goal. You have Blake Wheeler, who's on his strong side, which isn't you know foreign to him. That's where he used to play when he would uh, be dishing it to Patrick Line, Dustin Bufflin, and uh, and Shifley, uh, as we all know. I'm sorry, rest in peace to those uh, to to our boys. Um, but. Uh, but then also that, that gives you the opportunity to put also Kyle Connor on his strong side. And, and ever since kind of Nick Ehlers has been commandeering the second PP um, and, and doing so on the flank on his, his strong side, I've, I've grown to really appreciate um, the, the, dy- the, the amount of like how dynamic you can be when you're playing from that position where you can put the puck onto your forehand side and um and protect it from the inside and then that also gives you a lot of options in regards to skating in and having a lot more movement like that allows your 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 guys who are on the sides to be constantly moving up and down rather than you know the stagnant just standing there waiting for a one-timer thing and you know we saw connor's one-timer uh a game ago when he just absolutely ripped a bullet but i think that that's you know that that's when you get time and space and i don't think that against good teams you're going to have that time and space as much and you need to have a lot more movement being created which is what i found uh you know what led to that that wheeler goal and um that's uh, i think for for a successful power play you need to have guys um who have multiple options and multiple dangerous outputs and Absolutely. and 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 Blake Wheeler just wasn't given the respect there. Like they did not respect the fact that he could rip a shot from there because it's Blake Wheeler. You know, you expect him to pass. Like that's oh, that's totally. his bread and butter. And um, you know, having the 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 confusion on the AV side of things there just led to a wide open lane for Wheeler to come in and just place it posting in, which, you know, perfect shot. Can't ask for much better. Absolutely. And when you have those threats, right, that, that that's always the thing is obviously, like you said. They might think that Blake Wheeler is going to shoot because what is he known for? But if, you know, that that shot is there and he's able to take that shot. But you also don't want to take the chance that he's going to make that pass because that shot is going to end up coming from someone who's got a really good scoring chance regardless. And I think uh, in the chat, someone saying PK stood out massively to me tonight. They were smothering the abs. And that's what I was expecting to be the other way around, right? Like I thought that this abs penalty kill would do a better job of kind of icing out those chances for the Jets and that the Jets would struggle against the powerhouse that is the abs, especially at five on four. And it tended to be the opposite tonight. And I was very, very impressed with that. I thought special teams were fantastic. And I know we've talked a little bit about how uh, some Jets games have been, there's a word I'm looking for, but basically they're, you know, they're overtime wins or they're, it's not like they're beating every single team. They're dominating them at five on five for 60 minutes. Like not all the wins have been as clean as others kind of thing. Uh, But this one tonight, like, (laughs) They, it wasn't just a special teams win, even though their special teams are fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think I think the Jets took uh, a, a, a bit of a slow start and uh, counterattacked really, really well, which I think is is one of the things that the Jets do well because they're you know in general they're not one of the best teams when it comes to possession and when it comes to uh, you know if you look at like XG and stuff like that expected goals, um, they don't necessarily create. 
as many chances as most teams, but when they do, they create really dangerous ones in, you know, in the games that they actually succeed in, in creating dangerous shots or uh, chances. Um, yeah, for sure. And, and I thought they were a little bit better off the rush tonight, uh, particularly like I know you're saying possession is something that they struggle a little bit with, which affects things like expected goals, right? Because, for example, tonight when they did score most, I actually I can't necessarily say this. I don't have my I didn't write this down or anything, but I feel like a couple of them were more um, off the rush goals and things like that, which doesn't do a lot for possession numbers. But, you know, like what can you do? All the all these stats have their different connotations and stuff like that. Right. So I thought off the rush, they're a bit better tonight, which is something I feel like they've been struggling with without Nikolai Ehlers is getting those proper zone entries and having better rush chances and stuff like that. But I thought that looked a little bit better tonight. For sure. Um, I think we got to talk a little bit about, um, uh, about the second line. Uh, mm-hmm. tonight we see Morgan Barron getting a bit of a tryout. Yontes Fialbi gets dropped back down. Um, also to note, uh, Sam Gagne is still a healthy scratch, uh, yeah. in this one, despite, uh, you know, Dave La- or, uh, David Gustafson. I almost every single time say Dave Lowry. What is wrong <laughs> with me? Jesus. Um, I will say about that the one thing. So yeah, Sam Gagne is still a scratch, of course, right? Um, and then, like you said, Morgan Barron popping up and uh, Axel Janssen Fialbi going back down. Who I will say I thought had a pretty good game too. Man, oh man, that guy can skate, and it's it's a lot of fun. Um, Kishore in the chat is ahead of the game, and he's saying I still think they have to figure out who's playing with eighty and eighty one. The one thing I will say is I am happy they put Barron up there solely because. I like that they were still willing to make moves after winning a 7-2 game. I feel like too often teams get a little bit shielded and blinded by their own successes. And they're like, oh, we have to keep it the same. Yeah. Everything was perfect. And I think that was absolutely the move to make. I think Morgan Barron could be a better fit than um, Axel Janssen. I don't know if either of them is a long-term solution there, but I'm happy that they were willing to make that change. Absolutely. I, I And that was one of the things I remember screaming about and yelling about with, with Paul Maurice's teams was that, um, you have to try things and, and despite, um, you know, just it, regardless of, you know, what actually sticks long term and stuff like that, you need to try things so that when it comes to a pinch, when say, let's just say Nick Ehlers comes back, is playing on that second line, it's playoffs time, it's playoff time. Um, hopefully the Jets make it, of course. Um, and, and one of your guys in the top six goes down, you need to know what players can fit into that spot. And uh, I think that Morgan Barron, it, as an example, I personally, I, I don't love Jonathan Fialbi in the top six. I think that he is a fourth liner. Um, he's got a great motor, can skate his ass off. He's good on the PK, but I think that's kind of it. I don't think that he has the uh, ability to control play um, and possess the puck that is needed no. in the top six. And, uh, you know, Morgan Barron tonight, I think, I think he's deserved, uh, you know, maybe another chance to to play on that second line, give him another shot. Um, just cause there's no one really knocking at the door. Absolutely. The only person I would say is who I would try up there is, uh, is Harkins just because he's had a, you know, a hot start with the moose. And since coming back to the jets, he's been, um, you know, he had like, he was on a two game goal streak. Uh, I think the past two games, uh, he didn't score tonight, of course, but, uh, that's a guy who he's at cut. least he's yeah. at least a guy who I, I go, if you put him with some, some strong players, I think that I could see him, continuing to score and and not being a nuisance and being a, a totally fine third player on the line and same thing goes with morgan baron um my main criticism of him tonight was uh he, there was a lot of uh of dump-ins he had today like a, a little too much um to my liking for uh for a top six player i i would hope that you know you want to be able to control play and not have to rely on the dump and chase um 
in your top six, of course, because you want to be able to make sure that that puck stays on, you know, PLD's stick, on on Connor's stick, on your stick. Um, and I think that he's a little too slow to play on that line. Um, but you know, I I'm again still really uh, willing to um, to see more. And like I said, there's not really anyone there who I think deserves to necessarily be uh, knocking at the door. I don't think I don't want to see Manalainen in the top six at all. I don't no. don't really want to. Uh, you know, Jansen Fialbi is fine in a pinch. Um, I it was good to have the Sam Gagne experiment, and I think that that kind of proved the fact that you know he is uh, a bottom six guy. He can still contribute down there. Um, but yeah, but you I, need I just, low cost guys who can contribute to bottom six scoring, right? Like there's that's what you see from some of the best teams that have succeeded in the playoffs, right? Is that obviously they have their top guys, they have their top defensemen, they have their goalie, but their bottom six is not just a bunch of guys. It's, you know, cap efficient guys who are able to put pucks in the net when they need to. And I think Sam Gagne could still be that guy. Um, but someone in the chat um, has brought up what I was going to say. Um, and you said, you know, what you could use right now a Matthew Perot type player, which is absolutely correct, right? That's what Matthew Perot was for the Winnipeg Jets for so long was that guy who's like, listen, when everyone's healthy, this guy doesn't need to be in our top six. But when we're in a pinch, we know that there's someone who can come in, slot into that spot and do what he needs to do. And that's the I don't think the Jets have one of those guys right now. I'm not sold on Harkins personally. I understand where you're coming from. On that but i um you know the sample of you know obviously moose stint was good and he's been fine since then but you know from the last couple seasons there's not enough there for me to think that he would be a, a guy there but like you're saying there's no one knocking on the door i don't know who number six is while they're waiting for nikolai Ehlers to get back but give baron a longer tryout i i'm all for it yeah and and to be fair again my my harkins thing is mostly just on a give it a shot thing um it's not like i'm like that guy needs to be in the top no, no yeah no, and, i know and and i don't think that you think that either um while we are talking about Jesus, my, my mic keeps doing weird things. I'm sorry, I everyone. I just lost you, but you've been pretty good I'm, beyond that. So. I, I I think I figured it. It's, I think it has to do with Zoom. Anyways, not the point. Um, <laughs> uh, what were they saying here? Um, in, in regards to the bar, Again, it just keeps cutting out. Uh, anyways, in regards to the bottom six, uh, I noticed today that they ended up going back with the Lowry, uh, Menelainen, and Jonsson Fialbi as the third line, and they kind of got stuck with the uh, the Nathan McKinnon uh, assignment where they got absolutely slaughtered. Um, but at the same time, no goals against, so you can't really complain too, too much. I, I guess they might not have created that great of chances. Um but I personally didn't think that I would see this coming. Like I thought that Jansen Harkins and Mike Yasemon have been playing fantastic on that third line um, with with Lowry, and especially the way that they've been putting pucks in the net recently. I was very surprised to see that change. Um, do you have any uh, any comment on the bottom six and the way it's uh, you know been stacking up recently? Like, do you have a preference to how how it goes? Uh, what do you see tonight? Yeah, for sure. Like, I don't know exactly what the right combo is down there, but to me, it's the kind of thing where they're trying things out to to do better, you know, kind of thing. But it's not like they're trying to fix something that's very, very broken, which is always kind of encouraging to me, right? Like, there's a lot of good going on down there, you know. Menelainen, um, you know, people were wondering if he was going to get healthy after we got a couple more guys that were back from injury and stuff, and he's been a little bit better. The Gus bus, thank God, he was back tonight. I was so stressed <laughs> when they said he was nursing an injury last game. Like, that scares me with that guy because I know he's had the worst, 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 worst luck with injuries. Um, Looked amazing tonight, but when does he not? Um, I at this point still think that 
he's our fourth line center, which is nuts, which is nuts. And I would have said a couple years ago, like, you know, I'm ready for Lowry to be 4C. I'm ready for Lowry to be 4C. Bring Gus in there, put him at third line center. Obviously, it's very much combination dependent. If it were the kind of thing where they found good line matches and Gustafson happened to have wingers that were more suited for a third line and Lowry with a fourth, um, I'd be fine with that. But Lowry is just really good lately that I... I'm going to stop my rant for him to go on as 4C and I'll leave him there until he mm-hmm. proves me wrong otherwise because he's looked amazing to me. Yeah, he he's looked really good uh, this entire season. I mean, you know, he's had a lot of success, uh, especially on the PK, uh, scoring a lot of goals, which we always love to see those shorties. But um, but other than that, he's been kind of just a, uh, you know, a staple of that third line. And uh, as Rick Bonus likes to use uh, like the, the the way that Rick Bonus likes to use that third line is mostly in a shutdown role. Again, I I, I don't expect them to uh, to change much in regards to that because um, you know it worked out tonight. You know you free up more time for uh, for the the Shifley Wheeler and Perfetti line to go up against guys like Logan O'Connor and Alex Galchenyuk who. Uh, is in the league still? Apparently, again, he just something got, like that. He yeah. just got signed the other day, um, and uh, and yeah. So like, I, I think that it makes sense strategically, but at the same time, um, you can't always plan out and be the one who decides. You know, who's you know making sure that you have your defensive guys who can go up against uh, another team's top guys. So I I was hoping to see a bit more play between you know Shifley. Uh, and or PLD against that top line, but uh, again, you know, I I I I can't complain about this game. Like as much as much That's as exactly I it. as much as I like have always these nitpicks. I think you know there was far too many turnovers. The Jets still allowed a lot a lot of uh, quality chances against. You know, uh, Connor Halbuck didn't have to play incredibly, but there were still a lot of chances in front where he still had to be a good goalie. Um, you know, obviously he didn't have to make any sort of like paddle save like he did against Sagan, but uh, all around, like, I, I, I think that this was a fantastic game by the Jets. Um, we do have to wrap up shortly, just so you know. Uh, <laughs> For sure. Yeah, no. And I, the one thing that I will say, like, like you said, we like to be nitpicky. Um, and I will be nitpicky. Um, I still don't like their second power play unit. Why yeah. is Mikey Esamon on the power play? Who is scoring? Yeah, that, that was odd. Play. Obviously, Cole Perfetti can do whatever he wants, but I don't <laughs> like that unit. Lowry, still love him to death. Seems like a nice guy. I'd love to go for coffee with him. <laughs> Take him off the power play, please, for the love of God. Like, I, I don't like him on there. And Mikey Esmond, good for him, I guess, but I don't like that either. Um, I'd like to see maybe like Morgan Barron get some reps out there or something like that, because I just, I don't like that second power play unit. Yeah, that second PP unit should be like Pionk uh, or Schmidt and then like... uh. Perfetti, I don't mind Lowry net front, um, and I think that we. I do. You, you I don't like him. I I don't know. I think that you can, you can you got to give it to the guy. I think he he deserves at least a little bit of fun, um, and okay. you know I would have like Jansen Harkins and you know even David Gustafson if if, if possible. Like then that just give let Gustafson play more. Like <laughs> let him cook. Like that. Give him let him cook. <laughs> <laughs> Kishore says, give him more time on PK. You're saying give him more time on power play. Like, I think it's the kind of thing, like, yes, because he has been very good on the penalty kill and he has some offensive uh, upside and stuff like that, that he could be a feasible option on the power play if they're looking for a guy. But I also just think that he's the kind of guy that you shouldn't want to run at fourth line minutes. You want him on the ice for more than that. And if that means going on some special teams, like whatever, because I think we need to play him more than just his fourth line guy. Absolutely. I, I, I definitely agree. I think that, 
uh, with time, he will continue to gain more and more trust of the of the uh, coaching staff, and he'll get put into more uh, into better spaces. I think I see kind of an Andrew Cop style, uh, mm-hmm. you know, rise to uh, more minutes for him. Uh, so it will take time, unfortunately, but uh, it is what it is. That's for what happens, especially in in the Jets organization for players who are trying to break in. Um, I think to wrap up, um, uh, Kishore makes a comment in here. I think that's a good segue. He says, uh, with Columbus, Anaheim, and Florida next, how many games do you want to see Riddick play? Which I think is a very good question. Um, what kind of stuff, Riddick, are you looking at? I think I believe next game is Friday, the home game against Columbus, correct? Uh, let me check. Uh, also, Sounds- I, might, I might lose you right in, in a minute and a bit because uh, of our Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes. uh but uh yes columbus on on friday uh then they play on sunday against the ducks uh, i would definitely want to see riddick in one of those two games preferably the i would say probably the second one um and then the panthers i'm totally cool with giving hellebuck that start um cool. yeah absolutely for sure uh anyways we do have to wrap up here we are getting a little bit uh far on time thank you everybody for tuning in uh make sure you subscribe to sdpn sports uh follow us both on twitter at list hood and uh at nhl chunky I, I forgot my name um and uh that's, we'll, correct. We'll, that's you we'll, we'll be back uh, at the end of uh next game of course too um again thank you all for checking out checking us out uh check out the sdpn shop for uh some game over merch uh we love you all thank you all for tuning in have yourselves a wonderful evening Bye. Game over. Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.